Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to our latest Record Rangers podcast uh, with Fraser Wilson. And I'm pleased to say we're joined on the line by Gavin Berry. Looking ahead to the upcoming Premiership season and the start of which comes on Sunday with a difficult looking trip to Motherwell. If you'd like to listen to more of our Record Rangers podcasts, you can subscribe for regular podcasts throughout the season on iTunes. If you use an Android phone, you can download the Audioboom app and you will find all our podcasts there, or you can visit the Audioboom website. So Gavin, anyway, pleased to hear you've joined us. See you there? Yes, I'm here. Nice one, nice one. Well, fair to say when it comes to Rangers, uh, what a difference a month has made. Um, Three, four weeks ago, the club appeared to be in disarray, out of the Europa League and humiliated in Luxembourg. But hey-ho, three friendlies later, the arrival of Bruno Alves and everything seems to be okay. Absolutely. I mean, it's Pedro Cassini must take huge credit for the way he's turned things around. I mean, we all know what happened to Ian Castro, you know, the first manager to lose his job um, before a ball's even being kicked. I mean, I think everybody was kind of saying it was a race between the pair of them. Certainly the bookies thought that. Uh, the two of them were number one and two uh, in the betting. Ian Castro now goes, and Pedro Cassini is still the kind of, well, he, he now takes up the favourite role. Um, but in terms of the change in the mood is incredible. You mentioned the European result, obviously that defeat, embarrassing, humiliating, um, and the players have admitted that themselves. It was terrible. But even after that, you know, the first of the hastily arranged pre-season friendlies uh, by Pedro Cassini to make sure these players got game time. I mean, that, that closed-door game uh, against St. Johnson, where they also lost, and I don't know, you probably saw the clip yourself of the goal they conceded, which was... Um, a bit of a calamity at the back. Yeah. yeah. I think after that, you know, obviously, as we say, the game was behind closed doors, but I mean, just people seeing that goal conceded, you, you could tell that a lot of fans were actually had given up at that point and were saying, you know, there's just no way back. Then they went into the Marseille game and you thought, well, this could be anything. You know, Marseille, they were gearing up for a Europa League game themselves. You thought they're not going to take this lightly. You know, spent millions of pounds on players, the likes of Pie, you thought. This, this could go horribly wrong. Uh, so fair play to Pedro Cusinha, because unlike Cathro, who you know loses to Peterhead, uh, draws with Dunfermline, they go to the Betfred Cup, and he does lose his job. Pedro Cusinha has completely turned this around, and as you say, it's a couple of new additions. Bruno Alves finally arrived. We all knew what he would bring experience at the back, a bit of a calming influence, and you can you know, the effect that he had on the team then of course with Graham Dorans, you throw him into the mix, quality, well know his quality. And but it's not just that. I mean, you know, it, it has to be more than that. And the manager deserves credit for that because they got the draw against Marseille, they went to Watford and won and then Sheffield Wednesday on Sunday. Um another good victory and 
now they go into the first game of the season in a completely different frame of mind and the fans as, as well you know going with much more optimism yeah, well, you mentioned a few of the new signings there, and, and there is parallels to be drawn between um, Cathro and Cassinia there. They, they both recruited heavily uh, through the summer. But where it appears to have gone wrong for Cathro, I suppose Cassinia is still to be um, judged, and that is getting his way of playing across to the players and getting his... Getting his authority stamped in the way Rangers want to play this season. Do you believe, looking at the last three, three, three friendlies, good quality friendlies that they were, that Rangers are ready to hit the ground running on Sunday? I do, yeah. I mean, I watched them at uh, Hillsborough on Sunday. I mean, we have to say as well that Sheffield Wednesday, I mean, Sheffield Wednesday, they're among the favourites to go up to the Premier League this season. I mean, they are a decent team. Yeah. We have to say they are a little bit behind in terms of their preparation. I mean, Rangers were obviously, you know, they, they were preparing for a, a Europa League game. So, I mean, they were much more advanced in their preparation. But still, a decent team, Sheffield Wednesday, and... Kishinia spoke about it after the game. It was the way they controlled the game. That was the, that was one of the pleasing things probably for the Rangers fans was just uh, and for the manager himself was just the way they controlled the match. You know they looked really comfortable, and the players have spoken about this as well. The four four two formation, which they all seemed comfortable with as well. So they just looked a completely different proposition. I think they are. Re- I think they're ready. Certainly. I mean, we know from last season. You know there were so many bold predictions. A lot of it stemming from the semi final win. Uh, against Celtic in the Scottish Cup the previous season Rangers could challenge Celtic for the league and all that and I don't think you're going to hear many noises like that uh, coming out of the camp this season because they've obviously learned a lesson after they've you know, been some way off I think I think they certainly they certainly look better equipped to they'll certainly I think they'll close the gap and in terms of Sunday they should have enough to go and beat Motherwell. I mean, Motherwell, I know they won all their games in the Bedford Cup. If you look at the last two, but they only beat, you know, Berwick Rangers in Edinburgh City by a single goal. Um, I think Motherwell and Hamilton probably a lot of people's tips to finish in the bottom two. You know, I don't know what way around they'll be, but, you know, certainly in the bottom two. So they should have enough to go to Motherwell on Sunday and start the league campaign with a win. And then it goes on to Hibs following week, the first home game. That's the key thing for Rangers. They need to get build up a bit of early momentum if they're going to, you know, run Celtic close at all or even, you know, be Aberdeen to second place. You need to get points on the board. Remember last season, you know, that first game, you know, with all the fireworks back in the top flight and then Hamilton came to Ibrox and pinched a draw. Yeah. And just right from day one, you know, it just kind of takes a window the sales a bit. They need to start with a win on Sunday. Yeah. If, if we just look a bit closer at some of the players then, especially the new boys that have come in, and if we start from the top and work backwards, Kenny Miller, again, showing his danger and his importance to the team with uh, a great strike on Sunday against Sheffield Wednesday. Not seen a lot of Herrera or Morelos. Uh, is the argument that Kenny Miller is still the number one striker at Ibrox? Well, I mean, Kenny Miller again on Sunday just... That's the thing last season. I mean, he should never have been uh, such a, you know, a keeper. I think that was part of the problem, wasn't it? You had Kenny Miller and Clint Hill, who were two of the outstanding performers. Well, they should not be. You know, at their age, they shouldn't be. Uh, and that was the only thing, you know, obviously we've mentioned Alves, we've mentioned Doms. Herrera, we haven't seen... I mean, it's early days, you don't want to... You know, you don't want to be too quick to judge. He's coming from Mexico, but... 
in the, on the evidence so far, you have to say he hasn't looked great. He hasn't been much of a goal threat. Uh, the same for Morelos, but again, he's not had he, he's not had as much time as he come on. He's come off the bench a couple of times, and you saw in the Marseille game that you know maybe just snatching a chance. His strikers, you know, it's often said they just need that goal early just to settle them down, and you just feel with the, with the two of them, the quicker they go off the mark. The better it's going to be for them. Yeah. Kenny Miller will do as he always does, as he proved on Sunday. He is going to be there. Uh, you know, he, he took his chance brilliantly, but they don't want to be relying on him again. They can't afford to be relying on. Him. And maybe if there are any more things to come in, you know, maybe they could get another striker. But I think, I mean, these two guys need to be given a chance. We, we need to give them a chance. We can't buy them off already. Yeah. Dropping back into the midfield, and that's really where Cassini's got a, a wealth of choice, a wealth of talent, if you like. But another of the new guys, a bit like Herrera, maybe Pena not settled yet. But again, we've not seen a lot of Carlos Pena. No, I mean, you hear people say, I mean, I mean Dorans and Janet have the same Sunday. I mean, they looked, they've been here already, so you can imagine partnership and Jack was really impressive. But yeah, people are asking, where is Pena? He comes back, and maybe he's not fit. You know, maybe he's not up to speed. But if he's not up to speed already, why not? And you have to remember that he was the one that they kind of spent a significant amount of money on. So I mean, he, he is the one you would be hoping, you know, would have been able to come in and make an instant impact. That's not been the case. Um, but maybe it's just a question of fitness. They'll just need, they'll just need a bit of time with him. Time, yeah. But I suppose if 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 these guys need time, you might look at some of last year's squad and, and look for them to step forward. And one man who might be about to do that, going by recent performances, is Josh Windass. I suppose um, again, probably man in the match performance on Sunday. Uh, I think he said himself is he, better in the advanced role, um, pushing forward, looking to score goals. Do you expect him to play a big part this season for Rangers? I mean, it would be, on the evidence of Sunday, you'd be inclined to say, yes, he did play well, he, he played very well, he took his goal well, and he did look lively, but I'm just not entirely sure um, he's going to be... I'm just not going to, entirely sure he's going to play a kind of key role. I think, that, I think there'll be others who step up you know, ahead of him. He, as much as he did play well on Sunday, I think some he, he tends to maybe kind of drift in and out of games, you know, um, not consistent for the, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, I think Pedro Cassini are probably looking for a bit more, but he did do well on Sunday. Yeah. Dropping back then to the main man in defence, the, the marquee signing of the summer, Bruno yeah. Alves, the, is a, the one consistent in the, the three friendly results there that have got the belief back amongst the Rangers support. Um, how big a signing do you think Bruno Alves is going to be? Yeah, well, I mean, he was the one everybody said. I mean, he was the one with the pedigree, the one, because the concern was because it took him a, a while to go over here the, and things had obviously gone so badly in Europe, the concern was that so much pressure was going to be pinned on this guy, you know, and, you know, when it was first unveiled, we said that to him, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's looking to you to be the saviour, you know, it's gone badly wrong in Europe, Every, you know, can you handle this pressure? But, I mean, he was as calm then as he is on the park. I mean, he's, you know, you will have to look at his CV, the amount of caps he's got for Portugal and the level he's played on. He just seems to take it in his stride, and that's that's the way he's played. He just he just breezes through his games. I mean, that Marseille game in his debut, he just didn't look flustered at all because of the cigars, right? Yeah, it's incredible, really. And, and, 
and striking up a good partnership, a good understanding already, obviously, with Cardoso, which is important at the back. Yeah. The other one who deserved a, a, good, a special mention from the Marseille game, I thought, was James Tavernier, another guy from, you know, another old face, but he obviously missed the game against Sheffield Wednesday with a uh, injury, which yeah. Pedro Cuxinha hoped uh, wouldn't keep him out of the model game, expecting him to return to training on Tuesday. So that being the case, uh, I think he would want, certainly want him back um, in time for Sunday Lee Hodgson did okay but James Tavernier just seems to be a notch up do, do, do you think then on that point Tavernier may well be the, the only change for Sunday from the start in 11 at Hillsborough yes if Tavernier is fair I think he would come back in well the other question would be whether Canshar I mean replaces Windass is whether Windass starts you know I think it could then be between the two of them I don't know what he might be inclined to go with Cranshaw or again bring him off the bench yeah. um, it depends whether he was just giving Windass a wee run out or whether he had uh, and saving Cranshaw for, Cranshaw for the Motherwell game or whether he was uh, had an eye on starting Windass if he impressed but that would be the only other one I would think it's a, it's a tough start, isn't it, for Park? It's a tight wee atmosphere, it's going to be a full house. Uh, always a difficult place to go, the old cliche, but it's true. Um, it's a really hard start for this Rangers side, isn't it? But but do you expect they'll come through it? Well, as, as I said earlier, I, I don't think they, they have been that impressive in their better, you know, apart, obviously, I know they won their games. I'm saying, if you look at the last two games, you know, just narrow results, you know, narrow wins. Um, I do I expect Rangers to come through. I mean, if you think back to Paul Aguin, it's, it's a bit of thing. It's those comparisons there. His uh, era kicked off at first part. They came through 2-1. Uh, I know it didn't work out too well for Paul Aguin after that, but... I think that kind of result we can look at. I think Rangers winning by the odd goal, they'll have enough to get the three points. Yeah. Okay, though. Just finally, then, perhaps the last is perhaps the summer signings haven't finished yet. That the final piece in the jigsaw, which has been running for a long time, could be the addition of Hearts' Jamie Walker. But of course, with events at Tynecastle today, that's maybe uh, put doubt on that one. How how do you personally see that one going? Do you think Jamie Walker will still be a Hearts player at the end of August? No, I think he will eventually end up at Rangers. I mean, he's obviously he fancies the move himself. Don't he? I don't really think it's going to matter who's in charge. He wants to go. I think eventually they'll come to an agreement that allows him to go there. Uh, and you think there's space for him in this Rangers squad? I mean, there's no doubt he's talented, but there's a lot of wingers being brought in, midfield players. Um, He's not an out-and-out striker, so... Well, possibly, I mean, that, I mean if we look back at the Hills, plus, I mean, let's not forget, you can't, I mean, it's all about the squad. I mean, you, can't, you can never have too many quality players, and he's a quality player. Uh, but I'm saying, if you look at Hillsborough on Sunday there, you know, if, if we're saying that Windass might not feature as much, Cranshaw, you're not going to get 90 minutes out of all the time, then he could be the final piece of the jigsaw on that side, Jamie Walker. Yeah. OK, on that note, let's uh, just call this one... To an end, Gavin, thanks very much for joining us again. And um, don't forget, you can keep up with all the latest from that Motherwell Rangers game at www.dailyrecord.co.uk on Sunday. And once again, if you'd like to listen to more of our Record Rangers podcast, you can subscribe for regular ones throughout the season on iTunes. If you use an Android phone, you can download the Audio Boom app and you'll find all our podcasts there or you can simply visit the Audio Boom website. Thanks again for joining us.